This is Aiden in the Arvo, uh, still joined in the studio by Brad, Brad Huddleston, uh, author of Digital Rehab is the new book. Uh, Digital Cocaine uh, was the last one uh, we were chatting about last time you were here. Now, for those that missed it just before the break, we were talking about the effects on uh, kids' brains and how hard it is as a parent to sort of, I don't know, hold back screens. And, and really, it's up until about age 12 that you really need to have zero screens, really. Um how can we do that? What's what's your help and advice for parents? Well, you you obviously love your children and would die for them. Sure. There's no doubt in my mind about that. There, the paradigm shift is what you need. So if a doctor were to come to you and say, look, uh, your child has a particular type of cancer, but if you'll give me six weeks of your time, and it's going to require all six weeks of your time, I can cure this child. You would You would go to the end of the earth to make time and to find the money. Yeah. You would. The problem is when it's digital, everybody does it across the globe. It's normalized. There's no stigma whatsoever. So the paradigm shift is, this is my child's brain and this is real damage. The scans show it. So I am going to be a good parent, not limit, not balance. I'm going to stop this madness. And I, because the good news is just like the cancer, illustration I gave. This is curable while they're young. Yeah. And so you do whatever you have to do to fix that. And in a relatively short period of time, the withdrawals go away. The brain scans show complete healing. So we're here to talk about the good side of this. I am positive that a detox is positive. Yeah. (laughs) Positive because we know it. But you have to have a paradigm shift to see just how serious this is. But the biggest problem I have, Aiden, I speak to thousands and thousands of people, and I I would be willing to bet you 99.9% believe, and they agree with everything I say, but they believe they and their children are the exception. (laughs) We've got a handle on it. We're fine. That's right. They'll say, I'm pretty, my children, when I hear this, uh, my, my children are pretty good with it. That scares me. Yeah. Or I limit my children. That scares me. Because that word limit, when I press it a little bit, um, there's no defined, there's no definition, no definitive definition of what that means. But neuroscience will, will supply one. The brain has limits, and the younger you are, the shorter they are. So the good news is that it is doable. You and I were talking to my good friend, Pastor David Busby, here off. Uh, Mike and three years ago or many years ago they heard me at a conference and they went on this journey with their children and you know it's doable they're living this screen-free life at home and their children are going through those proper stages of development and it's old school I get that (laughs) but it's like you know when I grew up I hate that term but I do have a pre-internet brain yeah and I remember when life was peaceful. And I remember when, when you could have deep conversations for long periods of time with sustained you know, attention. All that's gone. It really is in, in this modern world. But their children will get to experience that. And I'm positive that that's a good thing. Yeah. Look, and it's one of those things where I guess, you, like you did mention it before, like you can't just go... Um, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Like it needs to be the whole family on board. It needs to be everyone because right. if if dad's in the other room writing emails and, and, you know, he says he's writing emails, but then he's playing his phone and, you know, one thing leads to the next thing, the next tab and all the rest of it. Like kids do see that. It's monkey see, monkey do, um, which is tricky. Like it's really hard. Well, one of the things that enhanced my marriage was crashing. I have a computer science degree as well. And I really went nuts. 
Um, and so I would, and I'm a Christian. So I was using all of my computers for the glory of God. That's what I was telling myself. And I was. She would, Beth would come to the door at 10 o'clock and say, hey, let's go to bed, honey. Five more minutes. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here comes 11 o'clock. Come on, honey. And then finally at 12 o'clock, the door shuts really hard. You know what that means if you're married. And this went on for a long time. But then the 12 o'clock turns into 1230, then one o'clock. Two, and, and it wasn't the content. I always thought because I was doing God stuff that I was immune to all that stuff. Turns out it's content independent. It has nothing to do with the content. It has to do with interactivity. So what happened was I, I ended up being, I crashed, and it was a forced detox. And then when the control returned and I came out of the depression and all the anxiety, now we have science for all this stuff. Back then I was just wallowing in the desert. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. But now I'm so comforted because they've you put this stuff in a lab and you can quantify it. It's awesome. But what happened was I, I lose my phone now. And I have no notifications ever. They, they're just not on my phone anymore. I return, there's a whole thing I put in the book. I do return all my calls and all my texts and all my emails. I do. Um, but I'm not living connected uh, all the time. I live disconnected all the time. And so when I'm with my wife, you know, we, when we're together, we're together. We don't have our phones. It's like the old days when I'm, I listen to her. And, and I've learned that women like to talk a lot. So, <laughs> so do guys. You get paid for it, and so do I. But I'm not, that's not a sexist thing. Yeah. But our wife needs her husband. And I was absent while I was with her. And then now I'm present and life is a lot better. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I love what you said about like turning off all the notifications and all that sort of stuff, because I do think like you don't have to do something immediately. You you can decide what you think is and immediate. And when. And, and, and as opposed to that the phone's going off or whatever, like I, I'm a big believer on, yeah, that turning off all that stuff because it's like, you get to make the decision of when, like I don't have to write back to an email immediately. I can do it later within my work hours or my time that I set right. aside for And, and for in that. all fairness, you shouldn't expect others to be instantly yeah. present either. And and yet every day I return things, most every day. But, <laughs> we but I do, yeah, as yeah, a matter yeah. of integrity, I do return things. Um, talk to me about the new book, Digital Rehab. Like who is this for? It's for families who have decided that, look, I'm tired of my game, my child who is a gamer. The anger's gotten out of control. They, they're camped in their room. I'm frustrated. They have all these giftings, but they don't use, utilize them. They're not interested in sports anymore. They put their guitar down, et cetera, et cetera. And they have no vision in life. Their whole world is, is revolved around. And with the daughters, it's usually social media and the latest trends. And the parents are pulling their hair out because the child gets older and older and older. They have no ambition. They're lazy when it comes to, you know, helping around the house and all that sort of stuff. But you see, they've seen the emotional changes where they used to be this sweet child. Now they have morphed into this sassy brat and they're going off the charts and, and they're just saying spiritually, their hearts clearly are not with the Lord. They're, they're enamored with the Kardashians and every latest trend that's come along. And that's all they talk about. Clearly, that's where their hearts are. This worries me because they should have some spirituality and, and things should be important. So the book is a clinical look at what it takes, uh, how long it takes to detox, how, how to go about it. What if your job requires it? What if the school requires your children 
to have the technology? How do you manage that? How do you uh, plan a detox? How long is it going to take? When should you do it? And then what are the withdrawal symptoms? Because it's not going to be pleasant for a while, but then it gets very pleasant. It does end very well, Aiden. It does. And it is hard. And then the other half of the book is the maintenance. You can't go back to the way things were. It's no more than an alcoholic can go back to the alcohol. Once you're free, you now have a propensity. You have a dopaminergic barrier. It's All this talk is you can get re-addicted very, very, very quickly. Yeah. And you probably will. So you're going to have to live differently. You're going to have to think differently. Your relationship with technology has to change. So all that's – well, not all of it, but a lot of it's in the book because we're still learning. Yeah. Um, and, and what I've asked people to do as they work through this – uh, detox with their families. When you find things that work, for goodness sakes, email it to me and let me publish it because Share I can it. address yeah. a lot of this, but man, getting from point A to point B, I can tell you what point B is, but it's complicated with, you, you know, we have broken families now. We don't have the nuclear family like we used to. There's all these variables, but we still need to have a crack with God's help to solve this stuff. So I've asked people, such as my friend, uh, Pastor David, uh, tell me your story, you know, and so I'm going to interview them because they have a very unique family situation. So as much as I could cram in that book, and I, when I came off the press, I had no word limit. That thing is thick. I thought I have <laughs> just shot it, yeah. myself in the <laughs> foot. It's twice as long as digital cocaine because the problems have are exponential. It's um, it's funny. I think as a parent, like sometimes we think, oh, I don't have to worry about that just yet. They're only one or two or, or, or whatever. And I, we've kind of been living in that bubble as far as phones go because our kids are young. They're in primary school. We don't have to have rules around phones yet because my kids don't have phones. Right. Uh, but we had our um, nephew come visit us for a couple of days recently. And um, he was a, a teenager and um, his phone just kept on going off. And we'd be like, eating dinner or whatever and he's like phone's going off and I'm like all right well I haven't really put any rules in place because I don't need to have rules right. just yet but but you're clearly addicted and it was this like I think it's called like uh, a, a be real like this app where you have to take a photo mm. and send it to your friends as, friends as soon as it goes off or something I was like okay I, I don't want my kids ever using that <laughs> I don't want them to be like all these alerts and whatever and I was like we need to put these rules in place before the kids have that's phones right. so that so that when they do, it's like that's already the norm. Like that's already the rules for mum and dad, it's so therefore it's gonna be the rules for you and, and all the rest. And my my advice, Aiden, is is and there's no judgment here. The phone is the best babysitter on earth. Especially when they're that young. Yeah. At the age of your youngest one, because but you have to understand they're not learning. You tell yourself it's an education app. The reality is cognition has not kicked in. They're being chemically mesmerized, even though the content is probably not sinful at all. And you have to you have to live like I, I I've aggregated all the, the pushback statements that I get, and believe me, I get a lot. And so what I say is is like when people tell me um, things like, Well, I only allow my child to use education apps. The translation is I'm a good parent. I give my children cocaine and heroin. But it's educational heroin and, you know, so you have to think, you know, neurobiologically, you know, we have, we live in a world now where you can just identify something else and you can expect everybody to play along with you. When it comes to the brain, you can't just identify as normal when you're not. Oh, you can, but you'll kill yourself. Yeah. 
These are physiological realities, and the younger you are, the more tender that brain is going to be. They have no resilience whatsoever, and the reason is the prefrontal cortex where there's impulse control is not developed, and parents have to be those breaks because if you put a child in front of that screen, they're going to be mesmerized for as many hours upon hours as you will allow them to be, but the brain scans are showing horrific, very scary things. So the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. That child can, from a very young age, can learn to read books in color, and they can also relearn to do it. I was just come from Thailand, and the family there, I was staying with them, and obviously they felt horrible and convicted because I'm in their house, and it makes me feel horrible. <laughs> so yeah. they, they gave it a go. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm up in the jungle at a village speaking because, and get this, I'm in the jungle with a with a tribe uh-huh. and we had to remove tablets and phones from the grade ones on the front row so that I could speak to them through a translator. Wow. So the whole world yeah. has been inundated. But my, the missionary family I was staying with, they're on that journey. And you could see the transformation in a very short period of time while I was there. The kids sat through entire church services and colored where before they would be handed a phone. And you can understand why they give them a phone. I'm speaking through a translator. My content is adult. They're not getting it anyway. The temptation is, well, just let them watch something. And I'm not calling people bad people. The only thing I'm saying is that screen is doing bad things a coloring book will do good things yeah opt for that that's all i'm saying um brad i could chat to you all afternoon but unfortunately <laughs> we have other things we have to do on the yeah. on the program thanks for having me um, i really appreciate you coming in where can we send people to get the book and things like that digital cocaine is available at kurong um the new one i just brought it in it's going to be a little while so go to bradhuddleston.com bradhuddleston.com yep grab the book um i'm excited to read the new one um i i gave the old one to my mom who's a teacher <laughs> and, and I've, I've shared it with lots of different people thank you for that um thank you so much it's a privilege it's aiden in the arvo on life fm